Hello and welcome to Saladcast. Hi Glenn, how are you doing? I'm okay, Ollie. I'm enjoying my bank holiday. I'm sure you're doing the same thing. Yep, no, it's, yeah, good weather. Um, and yeah, it's um, it was an enjoyable game yesterday. So, um, the podcast today we'll be talking about the Oxford game, mm-hmm. um, which was one all. Obviously, everyone will know that. And um, yeah, it was quite good. Obviously, I met you at the game, didn't I, Glenn? Yeah, it was nice to meet up again at the game, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, I had three kids in tow. With um, went with my brothers and my wife's brother this week, so that was quite nice. I had a car full on the way down. We went swimming in Didcot beforehand, so the kids got to do something. Then yeah, we met up in the game and we we sat by a couple of friends, didn't we? Uh, should name yep. check them really: Ben Harvey and Phil Thomas, who um, are Southern Shrewsbury Town fans. So we only really see them at the Southern game. So yeah, it was good to spend a bit of time amongst friends. And um, yeah, it was it was a nice day on in Oxfordshire, wasn't it? Yep. No, it was good. It was um, yeah, a bit hectic for me. I- I did a run in the morning and then just got there in time. And that's also, I did an eight mile run and then I had to run kind of to the ground. So yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the best planning. You know, when you, you know where they park, when you're parking at Oxford, you can park on the road. And I ended up parking where I parked last time, which I knew was one mile uh, from the There ground. you go. Oh, well. Nine and a half miles, technically, then I suppose you did yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Good. You can put it on your Strava. We, we parked right at the ground and um, it's free, in it? And we got space, literally, the first car out of the car park. So, Bundle, oh, bundle the kids nice. in, got away quick. But uh, yeah, we'll come to that because I talked to a few Oxford fans on the way out, so we'll mention that when we review the game. But yeah, I suppose really we should go into the game, shouldn't we? Because um, it was yep. another good day for Shrewsbury Town. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll go straight into that, Ollie. Morgan's header across the face of goal to Edgeworth. Should he? So we're recording this on Sunday night, and Shrewsbury Town are still unbeaten in the the football league uh, this season. So, yeah, it was a one-one draw away at Oxford. Um, obviously, it was a, a very good game from Shrewsbury Town, and we unfortunately went behind on seventy-five minutes before Stephen Payne did the trick again, came on and scored another equaliser. Um, good game, good attendance as well, seven thousand one hundred and twenty. So good for good for this standard of football, and also good attendance from the town fans, wasn't it? We took four hundred and forty-two, I think, which was very noticeable because the crowd um, from the Shrewsbury was very loud and, and really behind the team the whole match. I thought, Ollie. And um, yeah, it was good. That wasn't it in, t- in terms of our sort of attendance again. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, Shrewsbury fans were in good voice, and um, yeah, there was plenty for them to cheer about during yeah, the game. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, but I, th- I know you want to talk about the team in a minute, Ollie, because there was a couple of changes here and there, and some some of the new players in. So we'll get on to that in a minute. But um, yeah, we've, we've got one of the stats here. We've got Oxford won two out of three. Um, so they were sort of only just behind us, weren't they, in the league? So again, yeah. Hurst was talking about the first real challenges when we went behind last week in that game. So this was going to be another one of those challenges in a away game at a team that had started well rather than started poorly. Um, so yeah, they're one of the sort of promotion favourites. So that was, you know, good for us, wasn't it, to, to have that challenge at this stage and not, not come undone. So yeah, that's that's the stats really. So I think yeah, we best place to start with this game really is to talk about the team because I think we're gonna end up mentioning all these players individually because there were so many good performances, weren't there? Um so yeah, what what is it you want to bring out really in talking about team selection and the and the tactics first of all, Ollie? Yeah, so um it was interesting that um, um a player would come on to Salad News, but yeah, um, Ben Godfrey came straight into the starting mm. lineup, which actually meant a bit of a tweak. So obviously Mori um so Dodds came off, so he went on the bench. Yep. And we played yeah, we played an interesting formation. So we kind of played a four one, four one formation. Um, but when we were attacking, it was very much um, the wingers were definitely bombing on. Yeah. Had license to really push up. Um, so, no, it was good to see that, um, yeah, our kind of tactical nous and um, kind of depth, strength and depth in terms of you know, different options is there again to see. Um, and obviously then playing this formation obviously meant that Nolan had a lot of space to run into, which certainly had a big impact on the game. For sure. I, I remember reading in the paper this week, Ollie, there was, I think Hurst has been talking about, well, maybe it was a week before, about not getting bogged down in just one tactic this season. He was making it clear that, you know, he's now got the, the personnel to be able to mix it up and play against teams in different tactics. And, you know, maybe that was the, the case this week. He thought this was going to give us a better balance. You know, the way they played, I'd play this every week with exactly the same players. But, yeah, um, yeah it does show us that we're not going to be rigidly stuck to 4-4-2 to, to keep ourselves in League One. We 
we've evolved past that, if anything. And and you know that four one four one, it was it was such an interesting and, and exciting tactic to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it was really nice having yeah, Ben Godfrey did really well in that pivot role yes. and that kind of just sit in front of the um, sit in front of the defence. Obviously, that allows the fullbacks to push on. So the team was the same as normal as such. Um, obviously, we're in a few games in, but with Bolton at fullback, um, with Nasala and Sadler in central defence, yep. Junior Brown left back. Um, um, Godfrey, we already said in defence midfield. Sean Morley, Nolan, Agogo, and Rodman in midfield with Carl Morris starting again. So I think it was a bit of people were chatting, weren't they, about Carl Morris starting? Mm. And obviously Payne had scored, but I think to be fair to Morris, um, he has been here all season, pre- true pre-season, yeah. and he did really well in the last game. Um, and as we'll come on to later, and he's, you know, we'll come on to later when we have to talk about Salad News. I think. Our stands of fitness is quite high, so I don't think if I'm not sure if Payne's quite at that level that um, the club expects. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. He's going to be getting there, I think, sooner or later. Payne isn't he from these cameos he's making and goal he's scoring and the confidence he's getting? You know, that fitness is going to come, and it's going to be interesting who ends up being sort of the, the number nine in that role because they are similar players. But to be fair to Carl Morris, he might not have scored in that game, but he did enough to keep his place for the next game, if you ask me. So, um, you know, I can't see Hirsch particularly changing it for the next league game if, unless there's injuries or something we're not aware of. One of, one of the things I would say about the tactics, Ollie, it was noticeable. And we probably should just say this for the, for the case of it is that yeah the wingers were bombing up but of the two sort of midfielders if you will with Godfrey sitting deeper and it was Nolan who had sort of maybe the more free role to get forward and join in with the yeah, attackers wasn't it whereas Ab still kind of didn't play as deep as, as he does sometimes but he was a, a proper central midfielder and, and shielded by Godfrey he didn't quite get forward as much he did a couple of times but yeah Nolan was because ex- we've not seen him play that role for the town yet have we and he was certainly exciting in that Dodds-esque role sometimes, wasn't he? Yeah, he's at 12. Um, you didn't see the Northampton game. Did I you didn't know. Um, he did, right. did play a bit similar to that. But yeah, it's quite interesting. Sometimes um, in the game you had like Godfrey really deep, a go-go kind of near the halfway line um, or like a bit further forward and then Nolan really far in advance. So they're almost there in a, not a, a direct line of three, but almost like a zigzaggy kind of line. So yeah, it was quite good that we're, yeah, a lot of players were kind of um, spread across the pitch. Mm, yeah. So no, that was good. Just on Oxford, um, interestingly, um, I was talking to a friend of mine before the game um, online. He's an Oxford fan. He always seems to be away whenever we play them, which is quite odd because he's a season ticket holder. <laughs> I've never actually seen him there. Um, so basically, Marvin Johnson, who's their best player, um, wasn't playing, and there's rumours that he's off to the Premier League or Championship. All oh, right, okay. That's quite interesting. And also, they didn't play with a recognised striker. So, um, and Van Kessel, who played up front, is actually a winger. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. They didn't play with a, a striker, and that kind of had a bit of a play on the game, didn't it? So, yeah, that was the teams. And, um, yeah, do you want to kind of lead us into the um, into the first half, Glenn? Well, yeah, it started... You know, first half started, obviously, they always do. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it started with um, intensity from town and, and real, yeah. you know, I think I talked to you sort of a couple of minutes in and said, the press in here, we just went for it from the off, didn't we? And yeah. um, I, I suppose that's really the most noticeable thing about the start of that game is we, we didn't let the defenders really sleep, uh, sleep really on the ball. You know, they didn't have much time on it. Morris pushed up, especially Alex Rodman and, and Wally were giving them, you know, loads of jostling and stuff and trying to nick balls off them and, and stop them getting an out ball. Um and yeah, that, I mean, it continued for the whole game, really. That, and for, and, and other than a couple of moments where we did slow down a little bit, but that was just from from the off. It just gave the fans that confidence that this was going to be another good day, I think. And and it just gave that that sort of momentum, didn't it, into the rest of the game to play with confidence and play with the attacking verve that they did. Um, and yeah, that was it. That was the first thing that was noticeable. Was just that I kept I call it the high press. You've called it the, the sort of that German version, haven't you? The, the, was it the Gengen, <laughs> the Jengen? I don't know. Yeah, the Gen- Gen- Gengen pressing, which is quite funny. So yeah, I'm a bit of a. I do like reading like the tactic <laughs> blogs and the um, like the tactic um, books and yeah. stuff. And yeah, it's, a, it's a, a pressing tactic that Klopp uses, or a lot of clubs use. Now yeah. If, 
pressing really high at the pitch. I mean, it really worked because we'd we'd get the ball, um, you know, in their half and then counter attack again from that higher position. Yes. So yeah, it definitely shows that the Hurst is working um, on the training it, field to improve how we work. It's interesting you say Liverpool. Actually, I've just watched the Liverpool Arsenal game this afternoon, yeah. and, and it's, it is interesting. It's a sim- you know that that front three they've got, you know, the way that they counterattacked all, on all Arsenal's goals. I don't know if you saw the game, but they scored four goals basically from Arsenal attacks. And that, that was what Town were doing, wasn't it? We were we were nicking yeah. the ball back when they did kind of get over the halfway line, and bang, we would just go for it. Very not obviously we haven't got world class players like Liverpool, but we've got good players who are who are able to attack with pace, and you know you get that five forward players going, and that was it. That was enough to unsettle. Oxford and then certainly did unsettle a lot of their defenders that early that early pressing and and the speed at which they were going at the defenders. It's funny you mentioned that because I was going to say exactly the same thing. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, um, having um, having the guy in the pivot, um, having three men in midfield really dominated the area. But obviously against Arsenal, Arsenal had two central midfielders in the area. Obviously okay. Ozil just goes missing, doesn't yeah. he, all the time because he's a bit lazy. <laughs> um, but I would just say we were just. Just better than the Oxford players, weren't they? They had, they had plenty of men in that area, yeah. but we were just faster, quicker, and again that combination of a go-go and Nolan oh, um, pressing is just class, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's fantastic. So, yeah, good start to the game. But um, I guess the the kind of summary of the first half in some ways, isn't it? it? Was just we were fantastic until we got to that final third again. Yeah. Um, and some of the crossing was quite poor. And I know that um, um, Bex was listening to... I've definitely converted to a Shrewsie fan. She was listening to Shropshire Radio from Rhodes. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> and she said that they were going... They kept mentioning Wally all the time. Um, and, yeah, he didn't have the best first half, did he, with his final ball? No, it's... A, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this as a, as a slight negative. We should just say, during that first half, it was an absolute joy to watch him, wasn't it? You know, the, the we've talked about the pressing and, and the, the commitment, but, you know, also the technical skills, the passing was accurate, you know, the touch and control on the ball when, when we were getting it to the players was brilliant, you know, the ability to run out and beat a couple of men and... and some of the shots we had, you know, they were, you know, not so good, I suppose, because it was just that little last final ball from the wingers that was lacking, as as you just said then, and, and you know, Wally yeah. was probably the, the slightly more worse of those. I thought Rodman had a slightly better first half than Wally, but they were both yeah. a bit, you know, guilty of that same mistake. But they did also, you know, keep bombing on, and they kept those defenders turned, you know, to back their backs to a goal, or at least going back and. Because we were playing so high as a defensive unit as well, there was just no room for Oxford to get out. And yeah, it, it's it's a fair point to make. You know, we were lacking that final cross, and another other that you know, if we could have found that final ball, we probably would have been two or three nil up by half time. It was it was that comfortable and that you know in control. But it was it was just unfortunate. And we've said this about Wally and Rodman before. You know, they're players who've played predominantly at a lower level, and there's obviously been a reason for that. But they're in some of the form of their life at the moment, and Wally's been exceptional for us at times. And Rodman had a fantastic game last season. If they could just find it, or, or just they could get on the same wavelength as, as as Morris up front. We'd be, in, I, I said to you when I said we'd be in absolute business, wouldn't we? We would win so yeah. many games this season. But and it will happen. Yeah. I think it will happen. We'll hammer, we will hammer a few teams this season. I think I was thinking about this um, a bit more um, about the, the crossing, and I guess well, one thing we're coming to later on. We had two strikers in the box, and that did look like the crosses were better. Yeah, but um, but it was almost. As if, like, yeah, there's only one man to go for. So we were attacking so fast that sometimes there's only really Morris in the box. The other winger didn't have the chance to get in there. So um, maybe that's something we need to think about is in terms of the timing and stuff. But other than that, yeah, it was good. And it was really enjoyable, wasn't it? It was enjoyable yeah. and exciting to watch. Yeah, it was attack after attack. We were getting up off our off our seats, weren't we? And stand innovations for some of the moves. That I mean, we've, we've talked about some of the more, more moments in the first half. I'm not sure whether you mentioned this one, but there was one move, wasn't there, in the first half where we just passed and passed and passed. and. Oh, 
Nolan, Agogo, Robin was involved, and um, I think that Junior started amazing. off. Yeah, it went. I think it went all the way from the back, probably it thirty did. passes, and then eventually we did get a cross in, and Carl Morris headed it, and it, from where we were sitting, it was going in, wasn't it? And it just got yeah. deflected wide. But and I said to you that would have been, you know, you would not have beaten that for team goal of the season. That wasn't on the highlights. No, it wasn't. Maybe maybe because it would have taken up twenty percent <laughs> for ten minutes. It took too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, that was that was one, that is. I can. I think we can. I think both. Can, I'm sure you'd agree with this, Glenn. That's probably the most composed piece of set play I've ever seen from Shrewsbury Town. Yeah. In terms of a passing move. I mean, yeah, I've seen some good teams at Shrewsbury. I can probably remember other things from other games, but certainly, you know, in recent memory, it certainly stands out as, yeah. a, as a fantastic move. And it was just control, control all the time in in the move. And yeah. and, they, and the funny thing was, they were starting to olay it, weren't they? After about yeah. twenty passes, and I was like, oh, we were nil, nil. hold on, lads, <laughs> it's nil nil. And then the move developed, and we almost scored from it. It was just it yeah. was that excitement factor of it. And it, it's funny because we're going to talk about lots of moments in here, but the general experience of watching that game even though we've only ended yeah. up drawing which is a, the sort of funny thing about it is we, we try not to get too carried away because there was just so many positive things to come out of that team performance and you know I, I want to get carried away now I want to start thinking you know this could be an unbelievable season um, and you know you've got to try and rein yourself a little bit back in but it was you can't say anything other than they were just fantastic front to back in that first half but there we go there was a couple of interesting moments in the first half there wasn't there Ollie in terms of um, yeah. there was one specific minute where the referee sort of <laughs> annoyed both sets of fans wasn't there yeah there was <laughs> so um, so yeah Oxford had um, Oxford have an attack um, and then there was a bit of a kind of a messy clearance um, and there was a claim from the Oxford fans wasn't there um, for a penalty yep. on their side yeah and I thought um, it was yeah, I thought it was. I was, you know, when you go, when you go, oh, oh, that looks a bit awkward. And then we bombed it down the other end. Um, Wally got into the box. Um, and have you seen this back? I've not watched the highlights back yet. No, I've been, uh, I've okay. been enjoying my bank holiday in the park. So I'll, I'll pass. I'll play the fifth on that one. Okay, so um, I thought it was a dive. Oh really? Interesting. Yeah, he just like it was clumsy from the fullback, but. The way Wally just went down, he was just, he just kind of, you know how he go, he dies a little bit sometimes. Mm. Um, to me, it didn't, I can see why the ref didn't give it, to be honest. And actually watching both of them back, I only watched them once, but I would say the referee's actually probably right on both of them. I wonder whether, um, you know, we talked last season, didn't we, about Shrewsbury Town having a bit of a, a, a defensive, a, a disciplinary problem, and it kind of bit us on the bum a few times, didn't it? Referees would come and it yeah. was almost like they were aware of that. I'd, you do see Wally, you know, he hasn't, I don't know whether he's been booked for diving at the football club, but he, he does throw himself to the ground a little bit too easy and he gets yeah. a lot of free kicks. He did on Saturday as well, a couple of really innocuous fouls, but he goes down in that way that you see sort of people who know how to win a free kick coming from. And it's good, he's doing it for mm -hmm. us, I'm not going to complain about it. But I do wonder whether he's this this sort of a thing referees talk about and there are certain players that they want to keep an eye on and whether Wally's one of those ones that they, they you yeah. know, are never going to be sure about in a game. It, I don't know, I wonder if that sort of thing happens, but... Yeah, there we go. If it was, if it looked like a dive to you, I'll trust your judgment. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did what did you make of the referee in, in general? Because there was, a f you know, they had those moments there as well. There's probably a few other moments later on that we can talk about that were even more controversial. But he was one of those ones that liked to sometimes let the rep linesman make a decision, didn't he? Yeah, he did, and I think the linesman had quite a poor game. Yeah. And we'll come on to that in the second half. Obviously, I think <laughs> there was obviously those two pens which we uh, aggrieved about. Um, and then there was, I think there was quite a few decisions where the linesman had had a big part to play, and he kind of let us down. Um, and I think in we thought that was a penalty. Mm. Um, so there was a few things I thought that probably made me thought he, 
in hindsight now watching back he probably had a better game than I thought he did on the day yeah what about yourself yeah I, yeah it was one of those ones wasn't it where you know he didn't give us penalty didn't give them a penalty I I, I think I said again at the, at the time that you can't really complain can you because you think you've got away with one and he's missed one for you yeah. it's a bit of a muchness isn't it you know he was one of those yeah. ones where sometimes he'd let the linesman make a decision and fair, fair enough you've got to rely on your linesman as a referee at least yeah. you've, you've kind of done you've kind of let him make the decision he's closer to it um, it was a bit of an interesting one there's a few other funny decisions wasn't there and obviously the, yeah. the one in the second half will come to but we've certainly had worse referees I suppose you can't really yeah. you can't really say worse than that but um yeah, so there's some other moments, wasn't there, in the second, in the first half, in terms of good yeah, attacking play. Um, yeah, go on. one, one, yeah, one good, one moment. I think is probably worth um, kind of the last bit to say about the first half was um, when um, Wally did that chip free kick to Nolan. Oh yeah, yes, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, he sort of yeah. chipped it over to Nolan, some good control. And he ran across the box. He ran yeah. like a diagonal across the box into space. He chipped. Um, well, Wally chipped it. Really good chip, deferred to Wally, and um, from the ball, obviously standing ball, um, and Nolan controlled it brilliantly. Um, he had a decent effort. Perhaps he should have crossed it. Yeah. But I don't blame him. Um, you know, he was in the box and it was a good opportunity. So uh, yeah, I think Nolan could have gone anywhere. Nolan's desperate to get his first goal, isn't he? So yeah, wants to get that monkey off his back. If he's certainly going to play in a more attacking position. Um, so yeah, I don't blame him for having a shot. To be honest with you, there was a couple of other chances, wasn't there, in the first half? There was one where I remember I can't remember what it was now. It could have been Wally he went in down down right down the right, got sort of put in. And there was a sort of gaping, easy sort of cross across to, um, I think it was Morris who was coming in in the middle of the box. And one of those ones where you just think, God, just put it in there. And it was a tapping, but he, he had a shot and the keeper saved it as well. So, yeah, a little bit of decision making here and there. And we could have we could have um, got the goal, couldn't we, in sort of the, the first half and been ahead. And, and that would have been well deserved because we certainly went in nil nil at half time. And we should have been ahead, shouldn't we? You know, everyone was saying, yeah. are we not winning this? You know, are we not ahead? But... There we go. We, and then I started to talk about, you know, we're going to regret all these missed chances and we're going to go 1-0 down. And yeah, we'll get into second half now because unfortunately it didn't happen. So prof- prophetic words on Twitter as usual. But yes, there we go. First half, just fantastic really, all, all round. A good, yeah, it was good enjoyable fun. watch. Yep, definitely. So um, second half, Oxford came out and they must have had, their management must have had some harsh words to them at <laughs> half time because they came out a lot sharper um, and a lot yeah, quicker and a lot more for the fight. Yes. And the first half, they seemed it seemed a little bit. Sometimes it just felt like men versus boys, wasn't it? Mm. You know, it was almost that easy for us. We were playing that well. Um, so yeah, no, their their manager. It's quite interesting actually. You don't often get um, Spanish managers, do you, in League One no, <laughs> in the really. lower leagues? So yeah, so their manager is Clote, um, who's a Spanish fellow who's been assistant manager at Leeds and Swansea, yeah, right. um, and he's been like manager, B man, um, B team manager at Malaga and quite a few other different places. So in in his defence to him, he's he's had a quite a um, a bit like Hurst has you know gone through the ranks. He's done that. He's in his own way as well, um, going through being a manager and also being assistant manager. So that's quite interesting. Um, and yeah, all of a sudden their number ten Payne, who was tiny, wasn't he? He was a tiny little player. Yeah. Um, started to find space and start to influence the game. Yeah, I mean, never noticed in first half. And you, I think no. you said to me at one point that you know number ten is supposed to be another one of their better players, probably during the first half. And he he'd been out of the game. And and I think the problem for Payne was that because we were playing such a high line, he wasn't in the right position to be influencing the game. Was he? Yeah. He'd been sort of shunted out of what he thought he was going to be in the middle of, and he was in the in a combative midfield role, and he needed to sort of drop and and find the ball. He, he needed to come back and start influencing the game by getting the ball because he was just so isolated in the first half. And he actually did that. We it was noticeable that he was coming back to pick the ball up from a, a deeper position and influence things, and then get forward again. And it certainly helped yeah. them. And they they certainly played better second half. And I, and I have to say, I don't. I think Oxford were a pretty good team. You know, we're talking about how well Town played, but we played 
well and we played you know particularly in the first half a good Oxford team off the off the pitch if you ask me you know yeah. I, I don't doubt they're going to be up there at the end of the season and that's another one of the encouraging factors about it so um, yeah, he was much better in the second half, and he did start to have an influence. And and I think that Godfrey did sort of do his best that he could with him, and still sort of snuffed him out a lot of the time. But yeah, he was sort of the one that got them back in the game, didn't he? And um, started to turn things around. But they still weren't on top of us for more than sort of five minute periods or ten minute periods, and we then get back on top and influence our sort of you know pace and, and attacking verve on them again. Yeah, no, it's um it's funny you mentioned five because that's what um, I listened to the extended Paul Hurst interview and he says they're only on top for five minutes. Mm, yeah. So I don't know, Glenn, you, you, I'm going to keep giving you yeah, praise. You might think you become a football manager. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what Paul Hurst thought as well. <laughs> no, that's good. I didn't hear that bit of the interview to be fair. No, so I, I, I didn't, no you I wouldn't didn't have done it because it was after like, you think like minute 18 or something. Yeah, no, there you go. So yeah, so he probably agrees with me. I say it was just a, a very, they, they, they obviously had a rocket come out, played yeah. a little bit better, but I think it was it was it was Nolan again that sort of calmed us down and got on the ball and started getting us passing again and yeah that's that's why he was fantastic for me Nolan he was his influence on the game just grew and grew and grew through it and he was already good beforehand so there we go I and mean, it wasn't all us though they had a couple of chances yeah. and we did we did rely on Henderson to make that one good save didn't we yeah so um, yeah they brought on a, a second striker didn't they a bigger lad um, yes. um, Okiba Obika, sorry, Obika. <laughs> we're so terrible yeah. at names. I know, we're, really, we're shocking with names. Obika, <laughs> and came on, um, on, I don't even want to sound like a Star Wars name, on 59 minutes, <laughs> and he drew a great save for Henderson, didn't he? Yes, yeah, it was another good save. Yeah, it was a really good save. Um, he just feels calm when you've got Henderson in goal. You just, you just feel calm, don't you, with him in goal. So, yeah, so we had a, the, the game was, yeah, ebbing and flowing a little bit, and we still kind of dominating, and then there was a kind of the... Um, the moment. The key moments of the games, mm. yes. Yeah, so we, we counter-attacked, um, and Morris was, um, ice, you know, forward. Their goalkeeper would come out. He chipped the goalkeeper and the, and the defenders. And, yeah, it, it, I can't remember now if it hit the po- hit the crossbar and then went down. I yeah. can't remember. No. Yeah, and we then were, it, we, were, we were shouting. It was hard to spot. Because I remember he got in. Yeah. It was a good good through ball. I think, again, it was Nolan played a ball over yeah. the top to Morris, and he did really well chasing onto it. We were just starting to talk at that point, weren't we? I think it was probably 60-odd yeah. minutes in about how we thought Morris was starting to tire a little bit. And then suddenly, yeah. he did really well. Burst through, real good strength. Keeper came out for no reason, specifically, as far as I can yeah, make out. And he just lobbed it really high in the air. And I was shouting to you, this could go in this, Ollie. This could go in this. And then it bounced down, didn't it? I think it might... I don't know. We'll have to look at the highlights again. But it basically bounced down yeah. or, or you hit the bar and bounced down. And at the time, I didn't think it was in. You know, this is the first thing for us to say. So I, it, it did cross the line, apparently, looking at some of the replays today. But at the time, I didn't think it was in. But we were probably a little bit further to the left of most of the town fans, weren't we? We were sitting very, very much on the left of where all the shooting fans yeah. were. Most of the town fans were to the right of us. Um, so I didn't think it looked in from where we were. I certainly didn't think it looked in as much as the one at, at Swindon last season, which I thought was completely over line at the time. We didn't get given it, did we? Oh, we, well, we did get given that one, didn't we? Um, yeah. So it didn't look as, as obvious as that one. I was. I remember now. So, we, so it bounced. It bounced in there the goal. Then it hit the crossbar. Then bounced down. Then bounced away by the goalkeeper. Picked it, wasn't it up. Lucky, wasn't it? So it was like up and down. Yeah, I just watched it again. No, so yeah, it was quite a few bounces. Yeah. So what did you make at the time? Because I say I didn't think it was over at the time. I thought it was very close. I didn't. It was so fast. The ball bounced up and down like twice. Um, <laughs> it was hard to tell. But interestingly, um, f- um, friend of the podcast, Aid Plimmer, um, was at the front. Yeah. And he was chatting to. Um, the cameraman, not the cameraman from um, Shrewsbury Town, but the other, another cameraman who was staying in the same spot all game, maybe it was a press um, press association photographer, 
um, and he said that the ball was over the line. So he obviously had loads of um, pictures of the ball moving, and he said it was over the line, um, which I think, I hear that A. Plimmer was quite angry with the linesman, which obviously this must have fueled his rage even further. <laughs> well, it doesn't take much sometimes, Plimmer. I yeah. wonder how many pints of real ale he'd had. That's normally, <laughs> normally the finer factor, isn't it, Aid, I think. But um, yeah, I mean, that's interesting to, to have known on the day, and it's... Um, Brings you back to the linesman, doesn't it? In his decision making, I mean, I like. He was up... so hesitant, wasn't he? You yeah. could see he was scared. He was like almost shaken before he made his decision. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know where he bounced the linesman was when the ball hit the bar and bounced down. Was he right on it or was he a bit? He further was back? close because yeah. I remember I looked at the linesman and he was, you know, he was he wasn't sprinting or anything. He was just kind of slowing down, oh, getting okay. towards the line. <sighs> gutted really so, yeah, then in that gutted, case so yeah, yeah look and, and say we've obviously looked at replays later on it does obviously look like it's over the line on some of the replays yeah. you've seen so gutted about that I say I bumped into an Oxford fan on the way out and he was he was basically saying we well, should have had a penalty and he should have should have had a goal that was over the line so even the Oxford fans are sort of some of them would recognize it it probably should have been a goal but um it wasn't unfortunately it was I, I did notice that um Morris was on Twitter last night saying he wants uh goal line technology league <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> Bit late Which for that is, now, mate. I wonder how much that costs, but yeah, it's an it's an interesting point. Professional football um probably should it should, probably should come down to our level. Oh, I well it, we should talk about this really. I definitely think you should if you have it in the premiership, you should have it in at least all the professional football leagues, if you ask me in Brit in Britain, because we all we all should be playing the same game technically, you know, and, and have the same facilities. And it's God Christ. Is it in the championship? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I don't think it I don't think it is, to be honest. I've not, I've watched a few championship games, but Let's have a look. I don't know. I, they may they may not have had any efforts. So I'd be surprised if there hasn't been something that's required in a championship game so far this season. But um if it is in the championship, there's even more reason why I think it should be in League One and League Two because let's just have some consistency and, and you know, I I, yeah. I think goal line technology for, for what it does is it works really well, it's pretty quick, so I don't particularly have a problem with it. So um but unfortunately for old Morris. Yeah, they do use it in the championship. Okay, so, there you yeah. go then. So what you know, maybe it's gonna eventually filter down, hopefully, and, and we'll be able to not be talking about these sort of things in the future. But yeah, poor Morris, because he, he did deserve that goal, didn't he? Yeah, he deserves the goal. He's worked really hard, and I think he deserves more than the one goal he's got so far. That's for sure, yeah, definitely. So, no, we, we it was a lot of town fans raging from that point onwards, and, and yeah. you know, people were getting on the referee's back, but um, he, he just ran away, and, and that was that. And uh, yeah. we, we attempted to keep getting that first goal, but, um, yeah, we had a chance, didn't we? Rod, Rodman had a good chance, cutting in sort of on the left-hand side, and it was all from a good good run, as, as, as he usually does. And Nolan had a good chance. We ran in and did a bit of mazy dribbling and just fired it just wide. So those two were still trying to affect things and get a goal, and then probably against the run of play, because we'd, we'd come back into the game stronger then, Oxford got their goal, didn't they? Um, so yeah, what did you make of that unfortunate mistake? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit unfortunate, wasn't it? Because because um, Sadler tried to head the ball back to um, t- to the keeper. Yes, um, and he didn't quite. It was a bit tough of an angle to try and get it back to the keeper, um, which is a bit harsh. Um, but then, yeah, it wasn't a great minute for um, for for Sadler because no. when the corner came in, it hit his legs. And then that diverted it into the direction of like kind of the melee, which then Brown mm. was involved and uh, couldn't get the ball away. Then their strikers in the air and they kind of bonded it over the line. Went um, off the post, which, didn't it? Which was absolutely sickening. It was. Like, it was horrible. Oh, absolutely sickening. Would it's just, it's just. It wasn't just, fair. Yeah. No, it just wasn't fair. It just was like yeah, almost like crying to the teacher. It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> We we didn't deserve to be losing. Did oh, we? It would have been, It was a travesty, frankly, the way we played. And all right, yeah, you, you can. I mean, I've been one of those ones over the years where people have said we played fantastic football there. We were brilliant, you know. But we'd lost one nil, and I'm always like, yeah, how brilliant did we play? We'd lost one nil. 
genuinely though, that would have been one of those circumstances where I actually would have come away if we'd lost one 0 saying I'm not that worried. You know, we played so well there that we'll beat more teams than we lose to this season. But yeah. it didn't end up one 0 Thank God for that. But um, yeah, it was it was unfortunate. And Henderson probably couldn't do anything about it. Um, and we should say it came from a corner rather than a cross, didn't it? So another set piece goal, which was. Yeah. Shades of last season, we you know there's so no. So yeah, cap- still haven't exceded a goal on open play nope, then, have we? we technically, haven't. nope, we have not. So Henderson's still doing fantastic in terms of his overall start to the season. Um, yeah. So yeah, there you go. We won all down. Everyone was a bit like, and I called it on Twitter ten minutes before they scored. So I was feeling a bit, you know, guilty as jinxing it as, as I normally do. But yeah, there we go. Um, and yeah, but the town fans, we should say now, this was where it was good because town fans were just got straight back behind them, didn't they? And yeah. there was a couple of moments where I can't remember who did something. There was either a really good tackle. Or a good bit of play, and actually, you know, it take, takes a lot. But it was a stand innovation from a, you know half the town fans for just a bit of play. Yep. You know, there's people up there, you know, stand up clapping that that really good moment of play. And I think you know that that helped the town not let their heads drop. And, and we've noticed that over the last few weeks, when well last week particularly when they went behind, you know, this team's not going to let their heads drop. And they just got straight back to work, didn't they? They were next attack, going for it, and you know, a couple of scrappy chances and. Hurst made a couple of changes, didn't he? Which really affected things. Um, he brought yeah. on the two big boys up front, didn't he? So he brought off um, Morris for Payne, and he put on. Uh, I can't remember who he brought on for Lendl, uh John Lewis. He brought on. Brought off, took, took took Godfrey off. Took so Godfrey went off. Didn't he? Yeah, that was it. Went to a classic four four yeah, two. That was it. So it was a bit harsh on Godfrey because he'd been fantastic, but um, I th- yeah, sacrificed. But I think we need to take someone off. Yeah, and he it made sense. Yeah, and he wasn't going to get rid of a go go and, and put Godfrey no. in there because that would have been harsh on a go go. So he's new to the club. I th- think that was fair enough. Um, and yeah, the two boy, two big boys up front caused them quite a lot of trouble, didn't they? Suddenly they had a they lot did. more to worry about. They're beasts. Yeah, they're not like, you know, six foot six or anything, but they're Unit. strapping lads. Yeah, proper beasts up front. So yeah, we went two up front and then all of a sudden, yeah, our crosses and stuff were just putting them on edge because there was two men in the box. There was a really good cross from Worley where Payne headed it over and that was a really good chance. Yes, um, it was. <laughs> really good. And that was a really good opportunity. And then the goal. So 83rd minute. Um, Rodman crosses the ball. John Lewis has an effort, um, but hits there, hits the defender. He should have scored. Yeah, he should have scored then. But but defend to him. There was two f- defenders jumping in front of him. Yeah, true, To yeah. try and block the ball, and then Payne just pokes it home. So it's quite funny actually. Both of the goals came from it, um, shots from the inside the six yard box. Yeah, which is quite funny. And then yeah, he, um, he yeah we were what we were scored one all and their goal their their fullback that right back I don't know how he didn't get booked but he was a really annoying last time we played them you know mm. there's just a player just seems really annoying <laughs> um, and he was swaving his arms and stuff at the oppo- at his team his teammates and he was like well mate if you'd actually like stop Rodman's cross like they wouldn't have, we wouldn't have scored but um yeah it's just one of those plays that kind of winds you up it's, it's funny if you say about our weak link was the crosses from the wingers and that not being you know quite as good particularly in the first half you know probably a little bit better in the second half and obviously. Well, you know, they, they they did improve and they both stayed on the whole game. I thought their right and left back were probably their weakest players in terms of the way the game developed. They just yeah. never they couldn't get control of Wally and, and Rodman in terms of their play. And also when Nolan shifted over and got involved in the little passing triangles, I think it's Ribeiro, is it a left back? I think he's played, yeah. played lots of years. He he had a nightmare. Uh, you know, the, well, it's we, funny you mention that because um um I'll come on to a bit more detail about the why how I got how I know this information, but there's right. an Oxford fan who um, and he was saying their left back had a great game. Really? I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was oh, like, like I thought he had a shock, and it's it, yeah, it's good, good. It, it makes me feel better that you thought the same. So, well, not, um, not just that. I think that even when Bolton got forward, he was like knocking it past him and running past him because Bolton, you know, I, I quite like seeing Bolton get forward as well. He had a good game, didn't he, Bolton? Yeah. He was much more. Brilliant. He was probably his best attacking performance um, going forward, and yeah, nothing. Um, well, they didn't really create any chances throughout the game, and when they did, it came through the. Middle 
middle, both fullbacks had stellar performances again. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Yeah, so there we go. So uh, it was one of those ones where limbs were everywhere when we scored, wasn't it? Yeah, we so deserved it, and everyone was craving that goal. And I think from when we scored, you know, it was it, it was a little bit end to end after we scored, and then settled yeah. down, and we got back on top, and we were only ever going to win that game from that point on. I thought there was. We had a few chances just in just before injury time and into injury time, didn't we? Where yeah. you, you looked at me and I looked at the lads sitting by us and we were like, "How have we not scored that?" And oh, particularly, I think it was Payne, wasn't it, that had the, the biggest chance? And oh yeah. God, he would have been—he's already a hero for what he's done the last two games. But flipping heck, he would have—he would have had two oh, good man. games to his start. I can, his just, I can just feel almost the like the the tingling in my back, like how <laughs> we, how mad everyone would have gone if we'd scored at that moment. I'd have been it on the would pitch. have been like the perfect. It would have been like the perfect kind of like end to a game wouldn't it yeah for that record that four games yeah. in a row as well and, well, we, and just just in the moment wouldn't it just the mo- yeah. just kind of such a tense game and it's what and the tension was building all the way through the game because we were like we were playing so well we we're dominating so much and it yeah, just didn't quite happen and I, I watched this back a couple of times and you know you thought it went for a corner we did and go for a corner, the, didn't it? Yeah. It did go for a corner, so it did go for a corner but it never touched the Oxford players at all yeah we couldn't tell could we I said I no, thought it was a tell. reflection obviously well, you, yeah exactly yeah because you thought it was a corner that's fair enough um <laughs> but yeah, what actually happened is he just completely fluffed it, but then he looked at oh, the pitch and, and he, he, he turned round, he turns round, um, almost looking at the camera, like from miles away. Got and it. he's like, what happened? Like he just, I think it must've hit the ground or something and like bobbled up a bit. Oh man. Uh, Cause it was a really easy effort. It was five yards out, wasn't yeah. it really? It was yeah, like, it was. on the edge of the, 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 the sort of first box, wasn't he? But yeah, he did well when he came on in fairness, pain. He did, scored, he was good. He, he was, was a, a right handful. And so was, um, yeah. So was the John, John Lewis the as well. He, he was just getting it down and they played really well together as a two, I thought, for the, the short interesting, period. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So very that's another option we've got, isn't it, to be fair? But yeah, yeah, he didn't do it and I'm sure we had another chance as well in there that we probably haven't mentioned or it didn't make the highlights where we, we had a sort of chance within the box again just someone to it. and there was another one where a go-go didn't quite hit it and there was a few where yeah. it was just like, hit it, just hit it, just hit it, but they don't. They just want to play. They want to keep playing that brand of sparkling football that they played on Saturday so yeah. you know we can't we can't dis- disagree with that because it is entertaining to watch and I'll, I'll watch that sort of football all day long so there we go final whistle went yeah. 1-1 and um, yeah it was it was interesting because you, you're going to talk about some, some of the people you know are Oxford fans and their, their thoughts and feelings on it but I actually was walking out with the kids and there was a dad, an Oxford dad, with his, was obviously with his dad, a granddad, and and a, and a lad coming out. And I was just walking alongside him, and he turned around to his son, and he was like, "Well, I bet you've never seen a game as good as that, have you?" To his son, and I, I sort of, I sort of interjected and said, "I'm glad to hear that from an Oxford fan. You know, it was a fantastic game of football, wasn't it? You know, both both yeah. sets of fans would have enjoyed watching it." Um, and then he just said basically what we all thought was, "I don't know, you didn't win that. You know, you should have had a penalty. The, you know, you should have had that goal. You, you played us off the park for most of it." And I just thought. I can't remember many times I've walked out in an away game where fans of the opposition team have ever said that to us. Normally, you know, it's, it doesn't happen at away games too much, does it? But just to just to have thought, you know, there are, there are these Oxford fans that obviously saw the quality we've got and then we sort of had a bit more of a chat and at the end I was like, well, I think we'll both be there or thereabouts to, to do something this season. And he said, yeah, I don't, I don't, if you play like that every week, you're going to be hard to beat. So, yeah, just a big smile on your face when you get into the car to head home up the M40. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, I had two two kind of interesting kind of like um, comments from Oxford fans. There's one is that um, a friend of mine um, was, whose father-in-law was at the game. Okay. Um, and he was chatting to him and sent me a kind of bit of a summary and basically said that you know um, we were very uh, we were very 
unlucky not to win. Mm. Um, so yeah, obviously that was kind of fan. And also there was a really good um, post on the Oxford Mail from a, um, an Oxford fan. And he said this, he said, this was not points lost, but a point gained. Shrewsbury, one of the best sides I've seen for a very long time. Wow. They were very, very big physical side who could play a bit. We struggled for long periods to get anywhere near them. They had a cast iron penalty turned down in the first half. All credit for the players for sticking with it. And I thought we might win it when it went when we went ahead. However, to be fair, that would have been cruel for Shrewsbury who were excellent. It would have been. Yeah, damn right. So, so that's a yeah. It's nice to read those comments because um, you know often online and stuff, people can get quite um, you know imp- impartial. Yeah, impartial blinkered. You know, you know. Um, but that's yeah, it was good to see. Yeah, it sounds like obviously a good set of fans on the Oxford fans. You know, you, you don't you don't feel hostile do you, when you go to Oxford. It's a nice place, a bit similar to Shrewsbury, I think, in terms of the welcome yeah. of opposition fans. They're pretty hostile when we went back there when uh, Jemson played for us. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember that being that pretty rowdy. That was a fair few times. I think Jemson scored and then and proceeded to wind their fans up. I can't quite remember now, but yeah, I, they've been a generally uh, decent sets of fans when I've been down yeah. there. Um, and it's good they're supporting their team. They're getting seven thousand, and it was a good atmosphere in, in general in yeah, terms of both was. sets of fans. There was there was lots oh, of. Oh, actually, you should mention just, the, the one incident in yeah. the second half, Ollie. Yeah, there was that guy who was going mad. There was a guy who was a few rows in front of us and he was being a bit cheeky. He was winding up this guy. But he was just sitting there kind of laughing, just seeing it as a bit of banter. And this guy was going mad. Yeah. He was a big chap in a burgundy um, polo shirt and he ended up getting thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> it was really bizarre. And he was getting the chance on the way out, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. From all the town fans as well. And then he got the, you were, you were a fat thingamajig and um, he decided to show all the town fans his belly, which I said to you, Ollie, there's no way out of that chant, is there? You know, you bet you might as well just shout back. Yeah, you're right, lads. I'm going to go to the gym. You don't get your, <laughs> don't get your gut out. You're only going to get it worse, aren't you? So yeah, you got yeah. chucked out. And but um... do you understand what like? I just like I don't know. I've never ever been even close to being thrown out of a ground. No, so, but I just don't understand why you would get so how you could get so angry. Um, but yeah, but his, but his but the people who were sitting with didn't seem that surprised that he didn't thrown out. So, so maybe that happens most weeks. I don't he know. might be one of those guys. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, well. So yeah, it's good to get some comments back from the Oxford fans and then hear that that positivity that we're not yeah. you know, we're not just making it up. <laughs> so yeah, it's nice to have it confirmed, isn't it? So um, yeah. There we go. Um, we'll do the top three now, Ollie, but I've yep. got to do something else after this as well, which is I've started doing sort of match ratings on on the Blue and Amber account. So I'll, I'll rattle them off in a minute as well, but. It's interesting. We basically went for the same top three, didn't we, Ollie? This week. Yeah, and often some weeks we do. I choose my top three before you've cho- seen your top three, so that does yes. influence me a little bit. But interestingly, the last few weeks that hasn't worked out. Um, but we've both chosen the same players. Yeah, it was pretty obvious to be fair. So I thought. yeah, well, actually, I would. I've actually been influenced by Lewis Cox and put Godfrey in at number <laughs> two because of Lewis Cox, um, because he put him in his top three, and I would. I maybe would have gone for um, for Brown or um, potentially for Bolton. I thought he had a really good game, or yep. even a go go. Yep. I thought a go go was at standing as well. Um, but I didn't. So it was, we both went for Nolan number one, Godfrey number two, and Morris number three. Yeah, I think that's completely fine. Someone needs to tell Lewis Cox you can do more than two options on a vote on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, that would make his life, a lot, make his life a lot easier, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, he went for Godfrey and Morris, didn't he? Gets a lot of abuse two. to me. It's quite funny. Yeah, he's, good. he's a good lad. Well, to be fair, he you couldn't good. really argue with Godfrey and Morris. They were, they were no. both really good as well. But I, I'm just... I, I said to you, I don't know whether someone can buy Nolan in January because he's already played for us and he might have already been registered with Chesterfield at the start of the season when we bought him and I'm, technically you can't be registered with three clubs in a season so I'm hoping that's the case because I, I genuinely think he's that good that it's, if he plays like that up to January there must be a, a, a could league one or championship team that must think how we've missed this lad he's bloody brilliant and he can dictate a football game you know in the same way that a Ryan Woods could but obviously I think he's maybe a bit older than Ryan Woods but 
more attacking. And 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 if he if he ended up getting five to ten goals between now and January, he'd be the sort of player I'd worry about keeping because I, I honestly think. In terms of dictating a game and and the the tempo that we were playing at, you know, Godfrey was breaking it up and getting the attacks going. But in terms of, I'd, I'd love to know how many pa- pa- touches he had in that game. He must have had. Oh, I wish we and did hundreds. have that kind of. I wish we did get more stats for our for yeah. our level. Um, because yeah, it'd be interesting to know how many passes we had in that game. Yeah. Um, especially if we had stats for last season. Yeah. <laughs> Compare the two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's that's that's quite funny. Uh, but interesting actually. Just going back onto the game, one thing that we did do as well, we did play long balls sometimes as well, didn't we? We yep. did mix it up. Yeah. So we really did put pressure on them in all different kind of ways. And it still so looked Perth... dangerous when we did that as well. Yeah. You know, they weren't just being headed away. Morris has got the ability to really, he holds it up well and he man- manages to get on a lot of things and get, you know, feed it back to Nolan or feed it back to one of the wingers who's coming on and, and get things going again and turn and then he heads off there, doesn't he, as well? Um, so and yeah, it's just I think dangerous. that all comes, yeah, that comes from obviously Nolan's play and quick kind of quick thinking but also comes from Morris's runs and he works yes. really hard and he makes good runs so no fair play to him he's doing really well yeah so I, I yeah that's the top three I just do my ratings as well Ollie because it's quite yeah, interesting go ahead. and um, so I, I you know I think that an eight is a good score for anyone, and I gave most of them eight or above, really. So um, is, it, is this kind of based on football manager? Kind yeah, of scores? it's something we've talked about before, haven't we? And, and you know, to get a four or two, you have to be really rubbish. But to get something approaching a ten, you have had to have been brilliant. So I went for Henderson eight. I thought Brown was an eight. Toto was an eight. Sadler was an eight because they all were brilliant at the back. I, I, I don't know why I gave Bolton a, a seven point five, but the more I think about it, that's probably a little bit harsh. But again, a seven point five is decent. Um, yeah. I gave Wally and Rodman sevens because of the, the final ball. But other than that, they were they were decent in the game, weren't they? Um, yeah. I give Abs an eight, Godfrey an eight point five. I thought that was a brilliant debut. You know, you won't see many better debuts than that. And I gave Nolan a nine point five. So I went from a man of match. I thought he was, he was that good. He deserved it. I just thought he was class. Um, and Morris an eight as well. And then the lads coming on seven point fives. So that that just goes to show you as well. If you know your football manager parlance, there's no one had a bad game really. We've talked slightly no. about the wingers and the the lack of final ball, but they both had really really and good games. They both worked as well. hard. They ran. Yeah. They played the whole ninety minutes right. as well. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll probably agree with you. you know, they, no one's saying they had a bad game, and I bet you they wish they could have just found that last little ball a little bit more as well. And and I honestly think one day, you know, we, we've scored, what was it, three goals last week, we, we've got one this week. I think last season we struggled to get more than three goals in a game. I think we might have done it once or twice in the whole season. Yeah. Um, we'll do that seven, eight, nine times this season, I reckon. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. be games where yeah, we might ship a couple as well because Toto's got a mistake in him and Sadler sometimes makes the odd mistake. But, you know, we'll, we'll see a lot of entertaining games and we'll see Town getting goals this season. And, I'd be disappointed if we don't get a player that doesn't get 15, doesn't get 20 goals this season. I just think yeah. there's going to be so many opportunities. You know, someone's going to have to get it. The loan players are mostly on loan until the end of the year, so they're going to get a full season to have a crack at it. If Payne or Morris doesn't score 20 goals this season, I'd be quite surprised. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, getting very excited about this team. Um, Calm down! <laughs> I, I, I generally think there's going to be a 5 nil, 4 nil, because there's going to be a game, isn't there, where Payne is just going to just finish them yep. Wally's is going to be on fire with his you know remember that Northampton game in the last season when he yes. was just skinning people but the ball's just going to be right um, and then Nolan's going to just score from long range and stuff I just can see they're going to be a game Junior Brown probably picking up and coming and getting the goals he often scores a few goals as well but yeah it's just very very exciting compared to the that we had last season. <laughs> I'm beeping that, Ollie. Um, yeah. We should just say though, we're not the only ones who got excited about it, are we? Because no. three-word match reports this week were uh, 
sparklingly uh, yeah. positive, weren't they? Yeah, they were. So the three were dreadful. I've, I kind of went for a bit of a balance. Also, um, quite a lot of people said almost the same words, but I kind of went for kind of a balance between. So yeah, Will Smith said should have been more. Um, Steve Reader saying goal line technology. And um, Barry Trust, we were robbed. And um, Wayne Davis should have won. Um, Lisa Skidmore up to third. Um, and Daz Carding saying still not lost. So a bit, I took a kind of balanced view there. But yeah, there's a lot of very positive comments on the, the I'm, three I'm, word match report. I'm most surprised that Will Smith's a huge town fan. You know, he must be our most famous fan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll love that <laughs> yeah no it was good though and, and yeah and some fair comments again there so um and Hursty was positive as well wasn't he you've gone yeah, through and listened to Hursty and he had some interesting things to say yeah he was pleased wasn't he so obviously the um kind of Shropshire radio um interview um kind of went up to kind of like the top few points we got there so kind of should have we should have come away with more than three points that was his first kind of comment um he, he watched back the wall he said he said it should have been a pen I don't yeah. know. It was just his kind of frustration, or maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe perhaps you know, Hurst is never wrong, is he? So he's always a, <laughs> he's a good man. So um, so yeah, and, and also clearly over the line, um, definitely, definitely a goal there. Um, and interesting going back to yeah, the comment about um, we were they were only on top for five minutes. Um, and interestingly, he doesn't normally kind of he doesn't go normally go too far, but this is the most animated I've seen him in an interview. And he said they've good good players, mm. but he didn't. This is I'm paraphrasing him here, but he said, but we didn't see that. Which is yeah, quite telling for him to say that. Yeah, definitely. And interesting, he also made comparisons to last season when he was talking to Lewis Cox. He said the improvements are dramatic. And that's exactly <laughs> what he said. He had the word dramatic. He doesn't need to tell Steve Jam fans that. Yeah. And he said, yeah, we look a decent side, bows well for the future. Uh, but interestingly also, he said that, yeah, we've had five good performances this season and also he's going to he's gonna try and win the Checker trade as well. Oh, I'm not talking about that nonsense, Ollie. I, no, I but he says it. it's a chance to win a trophy and if that's what he says, oh, that's fair enough. I, I think him. we're, yeah, he's, he's thinking it more from a footballing point of view and to be honest, I, I agree with him. Um, from a sh- solely shooter time point of view, I do agree with him. Um, but is... obviously we don't like the um, fact there's all these Premier League teams. No, I'm not bothering with it. But, but to yeah. be fair, it's Paul Hurst. He's got a lot more players to keep happy this season. Exactly. And so there's a lot of fringe players there, particularly some of the ones on loan who can't even get in the squad at the moment. He's going to have to play in the Czech Trade Trophy. And yeah, yeah. They, they should be good enough to maybe you know be competitive in games. So you know, I don't want us to lose, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd rather no. we had a decent run in it and he got a lot of these fringe players playing and, and up to form and up to fitness ready for us if that's something useful to the club. Fair enough. I I can't be bothered with it. I think no. the B te- you know, we've, we've done this to death and I won't yeah, go exactly. until there's no B teams in it again. I, re- I really won't. So... There's probably a few of us like that, but you know, I will say this: if any town fans go to Coventry this week, you, you know that's that's your choice. I'm not telling town fans not to go. We'll all have our own opinion on it, and um, yeah, I think I think we've all had our say on that, haven't we? Yeah. So there we go. Good performance. Yeah, Good enjoyable want, day. Go on. Yeah, enjoyable day, wasn't it? I was going to say one won. more thing about Hurst though before we move on to the next bit is that I've you know I think I've mentioned a few times that I I, I know someone that works in the national press. How exciting, hey? And. Um, He's a uh, he's he's got some contacts in the, in the game, and um, I was talking to him uh, this week about Hurst, and he was saying, you know, I find it quite interesting that Norwich have lent you so many loan players, and um, he said, you know, he, he he's around, he's from this around this area, and um, had been talking to a few people, and he thought one of one of the, his thoughts was it's because Norwich might be keeping an eye on Paul Hurst, you know, and 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 he, you know, the things he knows about Paul Hurst is that Norwich are probably not the only team out there that are aware of the work that Paul Hurst has done in his first two managerial appointments in the Football League, uh, the way that he's turned a team around, got promotion into here. He's a highly rated manager and, and someone that is going to be highly prized down the line. So, you know, we get excited about Paul Hurst, but I do think he, he is destined to have a career that's going to be onwards from Shrewsbury Town, which we can't say about a lot of managers again. So just building up to that narrative that I think we discussed a couple of times last season about how it's going to be a case of how long we keep hold of Paul Hurst, not how long are we going to have him before we want to sack him this time. Yeah, no, definitely agree with that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. So, good old Paul. Nice to hear him yep. talking positively again. And, 
there we go. It was a nice day out, and we shall uh, we shall move on to Salop News now. The cross coming in from Billy Askew, signed on loan this week. The finish from who else? Gary Shaw. Vintage Shaw, really. Yep. So, um, so we had some questions last week, Glenn, um, from two town fans on Facebook. I didn't. I missed it. Yes. Um, so we'll um, go through those questions now. Yeah, get your thoughts on this. So, so the first question was from Thomas Downs, and he said, um, "Could Stephen and um, could Stephen Payne um, be the um, the forward that we need and get us mm. into double figures for Christmas?" Um, so that's interesting. He's probably got two goals now. So, uh, so obviously Thomas was on for one there. Um, and secondly, he said, "Do we need another defender uh, or maybe and a left back as well?" Yeah, and that's probably so, before we signed Beckles. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, yeah, so Thomas is on the money here, isn't he? So we've got yeah. a striker who's scored two already, two in two. Um, and we said, yeah, obviously Hurst agrees with him because we signed a central defender. Yeah. Um, so we signed a player. Um, we'll come on to uh, another question afterwards, I think. We've signed a player who has possibly the best name ever. <laughs> He's got a good name, hasn't he, to be fair? Yeah, yeah I, I do like it. It's uh, certainly a unique name for a Shrewsbury Town player. Yeah. We've had an Omar Ritzer. But yeah, and Omar, Omar Beckles is pretty cool as well, to be fair, isn't it? And uh, yeah, you've, you've, we've both done a bit of research looking into him. He's an interesting character, isn't he, in terms of his progress progression through the football system and, and how he's ended up at Shrewsbury Town. Um, and is he going to be the sort of player that is going to eventually force his way into being the first choice central defender? That's the interesting thing, because we've also got Zach Jules, who's hanging around in the background yeah. as well. So we've got four pretty solid central defenders now. So... Yeah, a lot of competition for places, but yeah, do you want to do you want to run through what you you sort of like about what you read about him? Yeah, so interestingly, um, there's the, um the D three um D four podcast, um, and he mentioned you know he was glowing references who he knew about him already, um, okay. and it was I obviously no, I didn't really know anything about Omar Beckles, I'm sure no, he didn't either, um, but yeah, he was raving about it and saying he's really highly rated. Huh? Um, so Paul Hurst describes him as a, an athletic and pacey central defender who can play both sides of the. Of Left, you know, in terms of both sides of central defence, so left or right. Um, he saw him when he was first older shot, and he's been tracking him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's 25 um, years old. We've paid a, a fee, and Paul Hurst thanks him for his back. Paul, um, thanks the chairman for the backing again. Six figure fee, wasn't def- it? More yeah, we spent some more money again. Um, he came through the Glen Hoddle Academy, so obviously like Mickey Dimitri. So that's quite interesting. Oh yeah. And and um, yeah, he's, 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 his interview was was quite funny. He seems like a good good chap, and. Um, he said, um, the guy from the little lad from Shrewsbury, um, I think it's Jack, his name, um, asked um, Omar Beckles um, a question. And he said, what was what's Paul Hurst's first words for you before training? And Paul Hurst turned around to him and told him, it's going to be tough. Yeah, well, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and, the, and Jack from Shrewsbury Town was just like laughing his head off because he says, yeah, those guys work really hard. <laughs> it was really, really funny. You could just tell in his voice. Um, he was like, yeah, I've seen those guys and they go through a lot of pain. Um, <laughs> so that was really funny. Um, and yeah, um, Paul Hurst was um, almost excited about it as well. So giddy. That was good. He was a bit yeah, giddy, Yeah, he was wasn't almost he? giddy, yeah. So I... I yeah, I'd be interested. I I foresee him come... Well, you don't pay money for someone who's going to sit on your bench, do you? He's definitely going to come to the team. No. Three-year so, deal yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Three-year deal for a 25-year-old again. Same as Nolan, same age, same length yep. of contract. Yeah, I... Um, he, yes, he, yes. I'm. I'm. It's going to be harsh. It's going to be really harsh, isn't it? Because the way that Sandler and um, Toto started the season and the what and they what did they did last season. season. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's it's going to be harsh if one of them's going to lose that place. Now, obviously, someone's going to have a dip at some point. I, yeah. You know, you, and you're injuries not get... and suspensions and all that yeah. stuff. And we know that Toto is is prone to a mistake, yeah. which might be enough for Paul Hurst to think, right, we'll rotate yeah. him out. Um, and whether he starts with Zach But we've got options, Beckles. haven't we? So yeah. we're playing against some team, like our, mem- our Bolton last season, like all six foot eight, 
all kind of like monsters. You know, you put like yeah, you put bigger central defenders on. You play against team that pass the ball a bit more or different kind of games. We've got options, haven't we? We can yes. we can mix things up. So that's yeah, certainly that's physical. Good. Certainly more physical. Yeah. He's got a man bun as well. I think I noticed yesterday when he was warming <laughs> up on the pitch. So you know, fans of people's haircuts, there's some confirmation for you. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what what he does really because he don't want he's not going to want to sit around on the bench. Almost certainly he's going to get a run out in the Czech yeah. Trophy this week, isn't it? So yeah. I think a lot of those fringe players are going to get chances to impress in that competition. And yeah, interesting talking about. Liverpool again. It's interesting that they, you know, they dropped Minnie today, didn't they? And that carry yeah. played. And the rumor is all it was to do with was performance in training. Um, you know, rather than all the mad things, he just had been really good in training, and he's deserved a shot. So hopefully, Hursty plays it like that. If someone's that yeah. good in in these Checker Trade Trophy games and training, they're going to be deserving a chance as long as the player that they're replacing has not been at it one hundred percent. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. So yeah, it's a good signing. Yeah, and we had obviously obviously Ben Godfrey this yeah. week as well, but we've mentioned him and what he was. He was like, I liked yeah. him. He had a bit of verve about him. He's straight yeah, untucked. He's he liked to sort of get the ball sort of a bit languid when he picked it up and sort of, you know, getting it forward and, and getting the players going. So, yeah, hopefully everyone will get a good chance to see him at the next home game and be as impressed with him as we were. Yep. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, Ollie Warner, <laughs> round the ground. Go for it. <laughs> we have to maybe make some kind of like... Um, kind of Yeah, a little jingle, a bit like on Atletico <laughs> Mints when they have the EPL. Maybe we'll have to have yeah. some kind of little noise. So, um, so, yeah, just a couple of games to mention. So, Northampton lost again. So... I should mention something on this, Ollie. Right? Yeah, exactly. You you did me a favour this week. I often talk about my betting league, but because you were so negative about not not um Northampton last week, my my pick this week was Peterborough to win away at um, Northampton. And obviously, they got thrashed, didn't they? So yeah, uh, it was a it was a one point eight pick. So I was, I was well up this week on the betting league. It was the it was the winner of the week for my little group. So cheers for that, mate. And no uh, yeah, lucky Northampton. Yeah, they yeah they lost four one at home to Nasty. Peterborough and um, Peterborough twelve and twelve now. So yeah, yeah doing well. I I should I might go and put a bet on actually that Justin Edinburgh is the next manager to be sacked. You should because I keep mentioning it you so many times. It, yeah, exactly. And the next one um, was I'm going to go for is on Warsaw three Bradford three. And Warsaw were three 0 down. Whoa. Whoa! So that was impressive for them. So they're doing quite enjoyable for their fans. Did Tyler Roberts score? I can't I remember, mate. I, I think can't he remember did. who he scored. Might have done. I'm sure I saw that, but yeah. So yeah, we should say really Tyler Roberts signed for Warsaw, didn't he? And we didn't. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't get him back, but didn't need him really. Yeah, he did score. He scored on sixty-one minutes. Yeah, there you go. Um, and did he start? No, he came off after three. He came on after fifty-three minutes. Oh, okay. So it sounds like he, um, yeah, he had a big impact in the game because they wow. scored on the fifty-fourth minute, sixty-first minute, and eighty-seventh minute. Right. So, well, so there you go. It was a good stuff, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a good Jeez. player, though, and he's so fair play to him. Yeah, he's a good player. But would you have had him back, Ollie? Just a quick question: Considering the lineup we've got now, if you uh, include Beckles and, and Godfrey, is that? I think I would replace him for Enesk. I think if yes. we had to do a swap, I would do that. But I wouldn't. I like Morris. I like Payne. Even like Ganoa, we haven't mentioned him. He hasn't started playing yet. He scored no. 16 goals for um, Kitty last year in 16 games. So mm. loads of options. And talking of prolific strikers, uh, my third game is um, Gillingham 3, Southend 3, and Tommy's got a hat-trick. Oh, wow. <laughs> I remember when he got a hat-trick cross that one time. That was just a, what, a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, and it uh, kind of kept us up that goal, those goals, didn't it? So yeah. we're playing them soon, aren't we, Gillingham? We are, but that's also why I mentioned it, because I was struggling for, obviously, so early in the season, you can't tell who's doing so well or not. No. And obviously, the last last game, quite a few people kind of jumped up into mid-table and stuff, and there's quite a, a lot of teams on similar like five, six points now. 
Um, so oh, I just went for Gillingham because obviously we're playing them next. And yeah, yeah. so Mr. Eves had scored. So, oh, uh, that'd be interesting. I'd be livid if he scores against us. But because um, oh. he was terrible that second loan time, he came yeah, to he, was. he really, really was poor. Because he was good the first time around. So, I mean, again, I'm glad to see him doing all right in the game. Yeah. And, and he's found himself a club where he's getting some goals. So that's quite nice, isn't it? But um, there we go. Yeah, interesting those games. I saw Blackburn have started winning as well. So, you know, yeah. they're starting to get in their groove as well. And you'll find the sort of bigger teams starting to get in their groove, won't you? So. Yeah, we've we've already got you know we've got the points we've got, haven't we? We're already a, a stolen march on all of the other teams. Oldham lost again. I saw. I know we're not yeah. around all the games, but they've been terrible for all these seasons. I hope they get relegated, and um, we've got them soon as well. So we have got one of one of the games coming up against one of the poor teams. So I'm going to go to Oldham, but uh, yeah, that's in the three or four weeks, I think. Yeah, it's quite great. Obviously, we got ten points, so we're third. We're going to second with ten points as well. Charlton yep. for fourth, nine, and Peterborough top. But then, yeah, in the bottom, you've got Northampton zero, Oldham zero, Rochdale two points, um, Gillingham two points. So yeah, so obviously we expected um, Oldham and Gillingham to be down there. Northampton, yeah. I don't think they'd do that well. Um, I can't remember where I put in my prediction, but um, yeah, not too surprising. So no, obviously some of the wins we've had against obviously um, Oldham. Um, no, we didn't play Oldham. Well, we, yeah, we, no, we, yeah, we, we played we Northampton, sorry, and we beat Wimbledon, didn't we? Yeah, um, but we, were, we weren't winning those games last season, are we? No, we, we were, were losing to all the teams down the bottom, so well, exactly, that's yeah. an improvement on last it's, season, isn't it? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we yeah. did. We started the season poorly <laughs> against the poor teams. Yeah, we there we go. It's all right. So I, 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 the other thing I shouldn't say about Walsall is um, we're playing them on the 7th of October, which is uh, around my birthday, so we're going to be doing a day on the train to Walsall. Ah. So... Yeah, I don't know if I remember any of that game. You might have to take the heavy lifting on that one. <laughs> there we go. Cool. Super sad. Well, we'll move straight into predictions as well now. Because, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we've got the next game, haven't we? We're going to do which is Gillingham away. Um, so, obviously, they're down the bottom, as you just informed us. So, is there anything to fear for us at Gillingham away, do you think? I would like to be um, quite arrogant and confident that I think we should win quite comfortably. But you're not going to? No, I will. I'm going to go. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to go for 2-0. Oh, go on then. That's fair enough, yeah. I, I think I'll go for... I think we're going to. I think we'll score two, and I think they are desperate for something, and they'll put a bit more of a fight up than probably we, we expect. And I think I'd like to think we'll go there and win. I, honestly, I'm so impressed by Saturday that it's hard to not think that we're going to play like that again. So um, yeah, I'll go two one, Ollie. I think I think they might nick one. Yeah, I two two one is a very popular score line in terms of like statistics, um, but. I don't know. I've gone 2 0 now. There's a long way to go. Plenty of games to play for. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. We both got a point last week, didn't we, in the prediction exactly. competition, we should say. So it's an early doors, second game. So there we go. It's a, it's a good fixture to be coming up, I think. You know, it's nothing, I say, nothing for us to fear in terms of an away game. It's not like we're going away to Blackpool, uh, Blackburn at this stage. So yeah. um, someone where a big club where you might think they might shrink into themselves a little bit. You know, I would want the team to go there confident and, you know, play with that same confidence they had on Oxford because, yeah. um, you know, they ain't going to be a patch on Oxford Gilling, I'll bet you that. No, definitely not. Good stuff. So, anyway, are you going to be going to Gillingham, Ollie? Um, well, I'm going to London on Thursday and Amsterdam Ooh. for the day on Friday for work. Yeah. So, I don't think the idea of driving to that hellhole <laughs> is um, a good idea. I said I've I'd been there too many we, times. Yeah, I said we'd only go if we won against Oxford and we, had a, we were keeping the winning run going. Oh, I can't. It's just too far. It's such a long way. And I'm actually annoyingly going to Kent on Friday for work. So, I'm literally going to be like 20 minutes away from the ground. But I, I can't stay down there another night because I've got to stay away on Thursday as well. So... Unless something changes where I can get away with it, I probably won't be going. So, no, I don't think I'll be going to that, Ollie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to watch the highlights back on the, the Shoes website and look how it went. And we'll be asking for a few comments back from fans to see what they thought about it. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Another three points. So, yep, yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks very much. And, um, yeah, we'll be back, hopefully, with um, yeah, some more good results. Next week. Yes, we'll catch you next Sunday, guys. Thank you very yeah. much. See you soon. <laughs>